0: This is Media. Were you ready to do this? I'm always ready to do this. Come on, man. All right. So, hi, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Um, As we pretend, we haven't been talking about how we're doing for the past uh, 13 minutes, according to my clock.
1: Well, you were talking about how great PHP was, I was and I not. was telling you, you were wrong.
0: <laughs> I was not talking about you how great PHP was. Oh, I was trying to tell you that more people use PHP than you like, give credit for. I'm not saying it's great. I'm not making a judgment call.
1: I agree that a lot of people out there probably install WordPress and are therefore technically using PHP. Touche. And that does not mean that they are right either.
0: Um, yeah, so what do you think WordPress should do? I mean, should they move to another platform?
1: WordPress is what WordPress is. Yeah. So okay. It's a great platform. That doesn't mean it's a great language to be written on. It was written at a time where the, there's a language available, and it gained adoption, and they're probably not going to sit there and rewrite it and completely nowadays.
0: Probably not. I mean, maybe. Maybe one day in the future. We see a lot of rewrites happening, but yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Sure. Now yeah. I, I'm gonna before we get really into any topic today, because um, I, I think we're gonna jump all over the place and just catch everyone and ourselves up on what's going on in the world. But uh, I wanted to start and tell you something. A couple of episodes ago, uh, there was a show here, our show, um, and and the episode was about um, travel technology. And I realized I was missing something. I was missing a travel router. And so I got one of these mini routers. Have you ever seen Traveled those?
1: To, yeah, I've seen those. They're great for when you're in a hotel room that provides wired Ethernet but does not provide Wi-Fi. Or the Wi-Fi is really, really annoying where you have to sign in with the room right. and all that fun stuff.
0: All of that fun stuff, but you could just mm-hmm. plug in an Ethernet cable and you can do all of your, um, let's say you want to turn this thing into a repeater. Uh, mm-hmm. And it also opens, I hope I'm saying this right because I've never, I'm not a, an embedded Linux guy. It's open W-R-T. I assume that W-R-T yeah, is not pronounced as something.
1: Uh, it's an initialism.
0: I don't know what so. it's an initialism for. But anyway, okay. it, it runs no, it's that. It's an
1: initialism. So the difference between an acronym and an initialism oh, is an that. acronym is pronounceable, like SCUBA. <laughs> and initialism is pronounced like CIA and <laughs> FBI. So Open R- <laughs> it's an initialism. It stands for like... That's, uh,
0: that's not what I didn't know. But Okay. Uh,
1: are you having fun?
0: I'm, I'm having fun. Yeah. Why so what is it? What does so it stand fun? for? What does WRT stand for?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Okay. It, so, <laughs> it's well, a Linux distribution. I know that. It's like for wireless routing. probably wireless routing technology would be my guess.
0: Okay. Well, I anyway, uh, I, I've just started playing with this thing. I mean, it's it's
1: sm- oh, it's great. So, uh, oh, I know what it's it. It's
0: smaller than a US most USB hubs.
1: It takes its name from the original Linksys router. Do you remember the W, uh, the WRT54Gs? You know the what blue I, I and do? Black ones yeah, no,
0: I do. I remember those.
1: Yeah, there's was the blue and black ones with the two little antennas. So people made an open source firmware for it, Huh. and then they started taking that and adding features like dynamic charts and graphs and ex- extra uh, modules and servers, and then they started porting it to other um, other router. Platforms, yeah, so that it would work on other modules, but it, it, um, I've actually installed that on one of my routers before. Uh,
0: um, open WRT,
1: yeah, I mean, it's great, like what you can do with it. Um, so a lot of router software that's just provided from you know the manufacturer, um, they give you really crappy firewall rules, maybe mm-hmm. the. The DNS server is kind of crappy, or the DHCP server doesn't give you all the functionality you want. Um, they can give you just amazingly detailed graphs and charts on uh, what sites you're going to, the bandwidth you're using, um, what what ports are being used, uh, enhanced security. So um, it just gives you a sense of control that you don't have in a lot of the manufacturer software. And a lot of times it's updated Uh, More often than the manufacturer, and in some cases, they can adjust the broadcast bandwidth strength Mm -hmm. a little bit, so you can broadcast a little higher than the manufacturer allows you to, and have better connectivity, or you know, just just a wide range of of things like that. You're
0: tapping into all the reasons I I actually bought. Now, the way I justified it was only twenty dollars. The way I justified it. Uh, though, as a business expense, was because um, you know, like I said, there was a show we did, um, uh, Christopher Woodward and I did on travel technology, and mm-hmm. I realized I'd been wanting one of these for the classroom for a while, so that we could you know share files easily and do all these other things. But um, I have been in a situation where I've been in a hotel, and you either have that little Ethernet plug just dangling, staring at you, and come on, what? Which of your laptops actually except an RJ forty five anymore? And uh, so, I was very uh, quick, as soon as I saw it, to to buy it. But my secret, uh, what I'm going to use it for when it's in its downtime and I'm not traveling, is all of those other things. Putting all these Linux tools on there, learning a little bit more about networking with IoT devices. Um, This has a couple of, I don't know what the switches are called, but it's for IoT. Uh, Uh, And really just digging deep. I couldn't even tell you. I just know that the
1: so Vnets are virtual networking things that are used for network reporting and routing, um, which they're very familiar if you're in the Cisco and Unix world. Here's another feature you probably didn't think about. Never, um, never have thought you of. tried to present using multiple devices, and you want the multiple devices to talk to each other?
0: I was right. Like, I never thought about it. So keep going.
1: So. Um, I've had this issue where um, I want to present on IoT devices, and I need my Raspberry Pi or, you know, one of the devices like that to talk to my laptop. If you're on, if you're at like a school mm-hmm. and you join the Wi-Fi networks, everything's great. Um, a lot of times, the two devices won't talk. They use wireless isolation or Wi-Fi isolation so that every device only sees the router and nothing else. You can use one of those wireless routers. To kind of set up sharing amongst the devices so that they can see each other, and you can use it to, you know, maybe you have a web server running, and you're like, oh, here, here, join, join the Wi-Fi, and you can, I can show you the changes as I make them. Right. Like it can be used as a presentation tool, or or to help in presentations when you're dealing with multiple devices.
0: See, I'd be, I'd love to be able to push files. Uh, or, or changes within files to students in real time. But there, there are two other reasons I got this thing. One is the um, Mac cloning or the ability to duplicate. So if you get assigned mm-hmm. one Mac address on a network, just clone it and then give yourself Wi-Fi. And the other is I want to start looking around for purely educational purposes, and I mean that, um, at Tor. I've never used Tor, and I just want to start understanding it a little bit better. So, so this, uh, this little box... In- is going to open me up to a whole new world that I probably don't want to open.
1: Uh, have, do you know what Tor stands for?
0: I Um, will admit fully. I could not tell you right now what it stands for. The
1: onion router.
0: The onion router. Oh, okay. So yes, I remember
1: Tor is you join the network Mm -hmm. and when you're browsing, your browser sends a request to something random, You know, node in the next layer out, and it sends it to a different random node in the next layer out, and it keeps doing that, you know, layer upon layer, like like ogres, like onions, until it gets to the an exit node, and it goes to the right site. Tor is kind of cool, but you can download the Tor browser, which is a Firefox browser configured with Tor built in, without having to use these little. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's
0: more fun to scare people and go do star, Go sit at Starbucks and do this with, you know, a little device sitting there and, you know, make people think that you're up to something illegal.
1: Um, I'm What kidding. if you're not?
0: Kid- oh, what if you're not what?
1: Just making them think that.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, I would imagine most of the people on tour are probably up to something.
1: No, a lot of them are just concerned about Big Brother, the NSA, and privacy.
0: So you can help me with this before we move into a couple of the uh, fire topics we got to get to today. Um, sure. Why would you use Tor rather than just a VPN?
1: Okay, well, so Tor will actually, the Tor browser will actually advise you not to use your browser full screen. Um, so to, nowadays, when they do user experience tracking, they not only have hidden images that download so they can see your original IP. They're going to get the um,
0: fingerprint of your computer and your screen resolution.
1: Right. When they do that, they get your screen resolution, your operating system, the browser you And you're your using. hardware
0: configuration too.
1: Sometimes you can get your hardware configuration. Right, they're hitting this. Like if you do third-party cookies, sometimes they can pick up other sites you've been to, what accounts you've logged into with those, and they feed these into massive databases along with, you know, information they buy from other parties, and they start assembling these pictures of you. So VPNs, sure, it throws off. You know, your IP address. But some of those other characteristics can still be linked back, um, especially if you sign in to your bank or you sign into your email.
0: Right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, can you use Tor in combination with a VPN?
1: Yes, you can. Um, I think I'm going to be doing a lot hurt of research on But this. you're adding latency. so. Uh because you're redirecting your traffic one through a vpn so you you're adding a little bit of latency for encryption and routing it off to who knows where so there's an extra hop from that <clears throat> and then tor is going to take you know you're requesting google it's not going to go straight to google it's going to go to you know node a right it's going to go to node 30 like you said bounce
0: bounce 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 exit point then to so google
1: usually things are a lot slower going through tor
0: yeah well, that satiates my curiosity for now. What do you say we uh, run through some of the things that are happening in the um, the world related to business and technology? Sure. I think. Uh,
1: how do you feel about three hundred dollars speakers?
0: Uh, if uh, man, okay, I need to look up the model number, but there are some Bose speakers that are two hundred fifty dollars. I think uh-huh. it's called the Companion Series or something like that. They are wonderful. So I'm not against the idea of $300 speakers.
1: Okay. So how do you feel about like an Amazon Echo? How much are those? $180? Uh,
0: if even that. You can right. get the how little, much is a
1: Google Home? Like 200 I mean, bucks, you, you can get stuff
0: all the way from $40 to $200.
1: For for a Google Home?
0: Oh, Google Home? I think it's 100 and change.
1: Right, 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 right. So Apple's coming out with a speaker. Are they with Siri with, with Siri in it to compete with the Echo and Google Home?
0: This must have happened at Apple's WWDC.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, take a wild guess about how much their speaker is.
0: I'm going to guess. Wait, wait, wait. Think it really loud in your head, but don't say it. I'm going to guess 300.
1: About that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, like, like
0: you set that up way too
1: easy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I get. You know, paying oh, you know, for an expense. It, actually, it's priced at three fifty. My bad.
0: Oh, three. Okay, three fifty. Yeah. No, I'm not. Okay. So when we talk about speakers, I'm thinking in my mind. I'm thinking high fidelity. You know, newest Dolby technology. Immersion well, in a your high gaming speaker.
1: music. I think they were working with. You but know, is it one what, speaker
0: what? that's sitting there to run Siri? So yeah, it's it it's looks a Google like Home.
1: Mac Pros what's the, this the, thing the, called the, the home pod i think home or,
0: oh yeah you know what okay so i heard about this thing and i tuned Apple, it out because that home pod
1: is it the home pod?
0: Yeah, because it? that's why I stopped reading the news story uh right after they announced it as I saw it on my Twitter feed that it had um It been is announced. the home
1: pod. That's correct.
0: I remember rolling my eyes. I see I it, when what was this? WWDC was about a week before, I think, when we were recording. So, as we're recording now, it was about a week before. And uh, so I I completely HomePod, forgotten about
1: breakthrough it. breakthrough wireless speaker that redefines, reinvents music in the home. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, because Sonos and uh, Echo don't do anything.
1: Well, the, I mean, they're t- competing are- directly against Sonos. And they're also completely rebranding Siri as, like, the virtual assistant type thing. So, like... Is Cortana, she losing uh, the name Siri? They're still using Siri, but it's more like you you can use it, like, it's- I like this song and play this thing. And- uh,
0: well, so they're they're attempting to add intelligence to... Um, yeah compete with um, Alexa and Google Assistant and Cortana.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I'm not hating that, and I'll tell you who else isn't going to hate that. Uh, Microsoft isn't going to hate that because a good chunk of Siri is powered by Bing. And um, well, Nobody's
1: going to hate it because more competition in that market will drive innovation.
0: This is going to enable Amazon and Google to come out with premium devices if they want and just charge Really, whatever they want, because we know that uh, at least Apple's marketing data—we'll see if it turns out to be accurate or not—shows that people are willing to pay for a premium product, and and um, by premium, we can't say even more full-featured because I'm I'm pretty sure uh, the Echo is kind of leading the pack here when it comes to
1: well, to features. I, I wouldn't say that because I actually come have on, a Siri's
0: of dumb things. as a door. She's,
1: she's, no, she's dumb. Siri, the Echo is is great. Um, I've heard a number of people speak super highly of the Google Home. Like Google Home, with some of its integration, I I mean, this is a case again where Android and Google are already very closely tied together and just extending that into the speaker. Uh, is logical and Amazon, even though they have a number of devices and they have their little Fire tablets, they're not really on the phone very much. I mean, they did they, they did have their phone for a while, but
0: yeah, there's a, yeah, I saw a couple you, of Android you know devices I mean? that do have um, Alexa built in, and I thought, wow, that's kind of weird. But yeah, you're right; they're 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 not doing very well in that that segment.
1: A- and um, I think that the the way that the um, the skills, the Alexa skills, they seem very limited in the way they hand off between the uh, uh, the Echo operating system and the, the the custom skills that you write. Now, writing the skills is very easy. They, they have hundreds and thousands of them. They have very easy tutorials on how to do it. Um, I just I think it's like the App Store when it first launched. You're just inundated with crap, more than anything good.
0: I mean, most app stores now are crap. Yeah. You know, I mean, everyone picks on me still hanging over here on, you know, Windows Mobile, even though it's dead. And I mean, I I jump over to an Android device. And I'm like, yeah, OK, you've got like eight thousand times more apps than we do, but they're all still crap. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that there's that.
1: I, I, I don't know. Um, I,
0: I, <laughs> I, think, I, I think I think people like are going to buy it. I, I don't think it's going to be gangbusters out the door, but there are people who have an Apple Watch and a MacBook and and an iPhone um, Plus, and and those people who have all of that, they're the people um, who are going to buy this speaker. You have all of that.
1: I have an iPhone. So, I'm going to Plus 7 Plus. I have an iPad, I have an Apple Watch, I have a MacBook Air. It's a couple years old. So,
0: remember how you branded me as a Microsoft fanboy because I had a desktop and a Surface Pro and a Windows uh, phone. I also
1: have a Surface
0: and a band. I'm going to start labeling you an Apple fanboy.
1: To be fair, I have a Surface Pro and an Xbox and a number of Windows 10 laptops, I, and um, I do like. And Apple I have Microsoft a MacBook
0: and, and an Android device, but that that doesn't change your view of of me. Why should my, that change my view of you?
1: So I do not. Uh, my whole career is based on Microsoft
0: know, software, I probably.
1: Uh, though a little bit of it is mobile iOS. Yeah. Um, I, I give
0: up. I give up. You're not letting me push that button. I was hoping to get something out of you there.
1: Oh, I'm going to push ridiculousness with the whole we're going to do an iMac Pro for $5,000. Like <sighs> That was that blew my mind. Okay, great. 4K screen, awesome. I can get a a Windows laptop with, with a 4K more screen. CPU, yeah. twice as much memory, a better dedicated graphics card, a 4K screen for 2,000. But that's always been the
0: story of of, you know, Mac versus a, a Windows t- laptop. Yeah.
1: But two thousand dollars to five thousand—that's ridiculous in my mind. I'm sorry,
0: people. People said the the um, surface, the all-in-one surface from Microsoft was something similar. People were calling it basically a studio. Yeah, the Surface Studio. They were calling it basically a tablet with a giant screen. Uh, Meaning, meaning the internals were no more powerful than any random tablet you'd get. Not even a Surface Pro.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's something to
0: be said for that. But $5,000, no. I mean, there, so what That's I keep...
1: That's beyond, man. That's it
0: just it is. And I keep hearing these people being apologetic for for Apple and Microsoft and all these kind of high-end, we want you to buy our device and feel part of a click. I, I, I hear people making apologies for it saying, well, you know, they're building these devices for productive designers and for developers. And they're not... Um, you know' they're, they're price inelastic and and this is a, a positive ROI tool for them but you, you have the secret of why that's all BS because you can go get something at less than half the price that does more and then your ROI just shoots through the roof. So it really is I think it's it's feeling like you belong, it's making a statement it's all of these other types of thing. Nobody's buying a $5,000 computer because it helps them accomplish more.
1: I'm going to go ahead and, and change gears and pick on Microsoft now. Let's do it. Um, did you follow anything out of E3? I've, I followed a little
0: bit. I, I, I did see the uh, um, very quick announcement of the uh, Xbox One X. Which
1: Do you know the acronym for Xbox One X? Xbox. Xbox. <laughs> okay. So, this is a $500 premium console.
0: Right. Well, so was the Xbox One when it first launched.
1: Right. Do you know what the premium PlayStation consoles priced at right now?
0: I do not. Um, three ninety nine.
1: So $100 it's so cheaper. now.
0: Wait, isn't isn't Sony coming out? Am I wrong on this? Are they oh, coming they out with did. some expensive high yeah. end? They or, already. Or is did. that the one you're talking about?
1: Yeah, the PS4 Pro is three ninety nine. Now, to be fair, the Xbox One X is much more powerful. Right. Uh, they've got a much. Newer generation CPU, better GPU, or very similar GPU, but better CPU, better memory bandwidth. Like the Xbox One X will push 4K, 60 frames a second. It has like the 4K Blu-ray reader, which the PS4 Pro does not. But they're already a hundred dollars over. Yeah. It and I see Sony, who which already has the largest market share out there of the current console generation, just dropping their price a little bit and going.
0: Yeah, I mean they're gonna. Sony's gonna stay on top of that, and that's all that marketing speak coming from Microsoft at E3 of we don't need another business to fail for us to succeed. Which, by the way, I a hundred percent believe in that.
1: But there's a flip side to it, which is why would I want to buy the brand new Xbox when they've been very pushing, very heavily pushing Xbox anywhere. And I can buy the latest Crackdown and Forza and Assassin's Creed games that they're pushing on the Windows Store and get a free copy for my Xbox. Yeah. I can just play it on my high-end PC. They already have.
0: I mean, I'm not I'm not hating it. Okay, so there are a lot of dedicated console people. There are people who prefer um, the console, and I can't fault them for that. Um, I will say – I'll say this, though some, I almost feel like Microsoft has tapped into my part of the market, which is why I have an Xbox in the first place. I, I was always um, a Nintendo guy because I, when it comes to the TV, I just want light casual gaming, a couple of puzzles, that type of thing. But the reason I've been on with Microsoft since late in the 360, so well after the 360S launched and now with an Xbox One, is because that is the device... To me, that most truly represents a living room computer, right? It's the visualization that I always kind of yeah, yeah. wanted out of it. Sony doesn't live up to that in the same way for me. Now, I, I maybe I need to revisit Sony because now that they have the View Television service or the IPTV service and all of these other things, maybe I should revisit that.
1: But they, I, they've had different focuses in different generations. Yeah.
0: I'm willing to pay a little bit more, and I and I think the only reason that Microsoft abandoned the entertainment console was because, quite frankly, of Intel uh, selling off um, their IPTV service to Verizon.
1: Well, I think that it's. So I've been.
0: Uh, but yeah, that price point is pretty stupid.
1: So I was a PC gamer for a long time, and I started becoming a console gamer when I bought a PS1. Uh, and it was after PS1 had been out for a couple of years. And Did you buy it because you were
0: heartbroken over the Dreamcast?
1: No, I actually had friends that have Dreamcast, but I never got a Dreamcast. I actually got a PS1 off of eBay mm. with like eight games, and I... I had at the time my original Nintendo and Sega Genesis hooked up to the television in my living room, and I played them from time to time. Yeah. And what blew my mind it was just the PlayStation was was it was amazing. And I bought a PS2 when it came out, and one of my and I loved the games that were on the PS2. But I tried doing online gaming, so they had Ethernet connectivity, right? And you could try to do online, and it was a it was a nightmare. DLNA every game had a different password it, it was terrible and my friend had an original Xbox and he was buying a 360 so this is right when the 360 came out and at the time I laughed at the Xbox because it was just a, a dumbed down underpowered PC in a box
0: D- hence the name Xbox yeah
1: it was <laughs> um, but at the time the state of PC gaming was it was hard to chat with people were you using Roger Wilco? Were you using Trello? Were you um, trying to do it with with game? I think it was Game Finder, or uh, it, it was like a, it was it was an extension that was originally made to find games in Quake. Like this was you know the time of, of PC gaming, mm-hmm. and my friend gave me his original Xbox with Halo to try out, and Xbox Live was phenomenal like you just find people connect to them you're, you're playing games and chatting with them right. Like very quickly um, so I bought a 360 and when the 360 and PS3 came out 360 had the better network they had um, I think better multiplayer games at the time mm-hmm. like it was easier to connect with people it was easier to play the games 360 had dominance in that generation uh, PS3 had some amazing games but I definitely feel like the 360 had dominance uh at that point when the ps4 and the xbox one came out the tables flipped um like the ps3 tried to be the media center right. i mean 360 yeah. had uh the xbox media center and it tried to be uh the spot for tv but the ps3 was the blu-ray player and and that was the big thing back in that
0: generation the and, and netflix and and that was yeah they, netflix they, they, not behind a paywall
1: Right. So PS3 was, I didn't feel like they entirely pushed it towards games. They pushed it towards media. They wanted to be your media player. They wanted to be your Netflix streaming. That's kind of the way they went. They had great games too. 360 was more about games. Right. With the next generation, the Xbox One and PS4, it kind of flipped. Yeah. PS4 kind of really pushed towards games. And they went, you know, they had better hardware. I, I still feel like that hands down that for the the original launches PS4 had better hardware better games uh, 360 still had or the Xbox One still had a great network with Xbox Live but P, the Sony people made amazing improvements and Xbox kind of pushed for media they tried to you know HDMI in HDMI out we want to be your HDMI number one on your TV
0: yeah and, and for mine, they, they have been for a long time. And, and again, yeah. I'll tell you, though, I really do. Uh, I'm not holding a grudge here from the PC world either. I really do blame Intel. The, Microsoft, I, from what I understand, and I could be wrong, but what I understand is they really hinged. And they said, this is going to be an entertainment device, and we're not going to come up with a TV service. Right? Remember, no one else had one at this time. There wasn't even... Um, there was
1: AT&T, the AT&T okay, so universe. There whatever.
0: was that, but there was no... Um,
1: Which is now an Xbox One.
0: Right. Sling wasn't there. Nobody was in this space, practically. And Intel put several hundred million dollars in. And then all of a sudden, right before launch, Intel's like, eh, Verizon offered to buy it out and sequester it in their Fios unit. And so they sold. And it's kind of like, okay, well... I feel like that was one of the last straws between that relationship of Microsoft and Intel because Intel dropping the ball on mobile and everything else. So um, I can't blame Microsoft, but it definitely falls on them. They're the one responsible. I mean, right now, if you want to know who's going to keep leading um, the gaming sector, I'm with you. It's Sony.
1: Right. Now, I will say this. Microsoft is trying to. So there's been a resurgence in the last couple of years of PC master race, which is. People trying to get away from consoles back on right. g- gaming laptops and desktops where um, they can keep these computers going for years and maybe upgrade a part here or a part there and have better resolution, better graphics. Um, if you want to play with a controller, you can. If you want to plug your computer into a TV, hey, you have the same experience as a console, but better in some ways. <clears throat> and Microsoft, has, I think, recognized that. They put Xbox... Uh, Windows 10 on the Xbox they've made an effort to you know with their new development tools to, and their universal Windows apps to have Netflix and Hulu and those type of apps on Windows 10 be the same apps on Xbox yeah. and games be the same across and
0: So I actually wonder. I don't know. But I want to wrap this up, and and because there's one more topic we want to uh, address, and we really are are running out of time here. And I'm not being facetious when I say this, but I wonder if it's already happening behind the scenes, or if it will happen. I'm not trying to create a rumor. I'm, I'm just truly curious. I wonder with with Microsoft being the way they are now, I'm wondering if they're not back channeling to Sony and saying hey, Sony, you want to run your next console off of Windows 10 so we can exit this hardware business and run Xbox as a service everywhere? Like, I I legitimately wonder
1: if they that's... They won't do that. Well, I mean, but but look, they Sony's a Japanese company. I, I still don't think it's going to happen. Even if it's Sony Entertainment of, you know... America and
0: I can I, don't I can, think that's gonna happen. I can understand I been, that. But I'm not saying that Microsoft would completely, completely leave the hardware business, but even Microsoft has signaled and direct directly stated that Xbox isn't just one console anymore, that it's gonna be you know, that there will be multiple consoles and that it'll be the service on the on PC gaming and I almost wonder how long until they reach out to a competitor.
1: Well, I think that it's not gonna be Windows that they're talking about. I think it's so The Nintendo Switch, for instance. Mm -hmm. They run uh, Unity and Unreal. I think they run Unreal Engine 4. That's the big thing they're pushing. Uh, You can do C Sharp development in Unreal Engine.
0: Um, That's big for Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo was always always such a walled garden.
1: Samsung TVs Mm -hmm. and, and even devices. They're moving to Tizen, this new operating system that Samsung developed. .NET will run on Tizen. Right.
0: Mm. and and tyson is uh, developed in .Net. .Net
1: runs on linux .Net runs on mac .Net runs on windows unity uses c sharp and, and to you know dot net mobile devices use dot net i think that they're going to push for um well they don't they, microsoft doesn't need to push <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: they i, really I don't, don't think
1: that they need to push
0: i mean everyone talks like they're this big underdog but they're they're sitting pretty
1: Microsoft doesn't need to push. Uh, Unreal is going to continue to support C-sharp. Unity is going to continue to support C-sharp. Um, the whatever engine, pick one, it's going to support .NET. And so even if it's not running on Windows, the development tools, the uh, development workstations, I mean, some of them might be Linux, but quite a few of them will probably be Windows. Yeah.
0: Now, okay, so let's let's wrap this up because we're making no secret in this episode that we're kind of putting this one together quickly. We're recording late at night. You've got some dinner waiting on you. I want to do one more topic, and it's only going to take a couple of seconds because I could just play a soundbite of crickets after it. It's something we haven't talked about in several episodes, even though the event happened quite a few weeks ago now. Maybe even approaching a month. I don't know. Google I.O. Just to me, I... I could play cricket sound bites there. I just it, there was a lot of interesting stuff, but nothing that's really getting the blood boiling on anyone, from what I see.
1: No, I did not. Uh, I mean, not there was some up. talk when it happened about the Google Lens, um, you know, like where they're trying to focus on AI and some of the graphic stuff I Mm -hmm. think the coolest thing I saw was they took a picture of a kid playing uh, baseball behind a chain link fence and they hit a button and it used AI to remove the chain link fence it looked like it was never even there
0: yeah and that was it was a pretty good demo i did see that i mean i'm not saying that i'm not excited about some of the products that they came out with but it didn't feel like there was as monumental it was
1: me too and apple's was me too like google's was like yeah 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 yeah, we're doing ai lots of ai we love ai and then apple's was like yeah we like ai too siri's gonna have more ai and by the way we're gonna do more vr too we, we made an ar kit just like we have a
0: and that's okay. the trouble of it. They're all being me too of each other, right? Google's yeah. being me too of Apple and Microsoft and Amazon, and Microsoft's being me too of everybody just like that. And Apple. It I,
1: happens every year. Yeah. Three years ago, four years ago, what was the big thing? 3D. 3D TVs. We're going to support 3D this, 3D that.
0: Which, by the Don't way, I still like 3D. Thanks for all of you who hate it. I can't get another 3D TV when my go, mind goes. I absolutely days, love it. I love 3D.
1: A couple years ago, it was then, you know, then it was 4K. Then it was, oh, we're going to do AI, and then AR, VR. Like it's whatever the next big thing is, everybody hops on the bandwagon. Right.
0: I'll tell you, I'm completely sitting 4K out. I'm waiting for 8K. That's cinematic. That's where I'm going.
1: Um, I would love to get a 4K TV, but I'm too practical. Yeah. I have a TV that works.
0: When mine goes, so, and I imagine, because you and I have the same model TV, when those suckers go, I guarantee you will will be okay, close to the. Okay, you bought your Ranger. TV,
1: I think, because you saw mine, <laughs> or uh, one like it. So I, I describe uh, the amazing. So I have a Samsung TV that's a smart TV, but the I don't use any smart features. I don't care about the smart features of the TV. And I what hate I the care smart about features. Yeah, is it has no bezel, or a bezel that's millimeters. And I love it. Um, so I
0: wish I could say I bought it because of yours. Because here's what happened. I went to the store and I, I knew of yours. And I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm walking and I I just see it. And I go, that one. Right. You
1: see it. I it, get it it's home. This portal to another world and that's it. Right. There's I get it home and I tell you the it.
0: model number and you're like, um, you know, that's the one I have. And I'm like, son of a... Mm. But yeah, no, I saw it in the store and had to have it. Right. So... I don't the like smart
1: TVs okay, because have- of the fact that Netflix and YouTube and all those things are embedded in the TV. So they're not updated as often as other applications. And so you have a poorer experience. Yeah. And you're also dealing with less CPU and less bandwidth to the TV. I like having those type of applications on my consoles because I have a console. I know it's updated more often. It has a lot more processing power. I have less stutters. Less and you can replace better it. better experience.
0: You can replace it if it breaks. Exactly. Modularization. All right. Hey, Chris, let's go ahead and, and end on that. I know I'm cutting you off there, but we always go long on these catch-up shows. That's what makes them so great. So let's sign off, and um, we'll, we'll pick back up next time.
1: Wait. You're telling me you want me to talk, and then you're telling me I've talked too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The irony of life. The irony of podcasting. <sighs> We don't get paid for it. We get told to shut up. And I don't
1: <laughs> remember that thing we talked about last week about where you were gonna tell me how to do the thing I'm already doing.
0: Oh yeah. No, I kept all that in last episode about where I was telling you all the cues. We're moving to segment two now.
1: <laughs> hey, guess what we are doing right now?
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm also gonna stop. Uh, I'm gonna stop recording. So, bye everyone.
1: Bye bye. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, take care.